crazy week um it's another week but you know how we start all of our weeks we start with the topic so let's get straight into it what's the number one on the list that we want to talk about so let's talk about starbucks because i'm a dunkin donuts girl to begin with okay yes i love a caramel iced coffee cream and sugar from oh dunkin so you prefer donuts. dunkin donuts too? i've always preferred dunkin to mm. starbucks I, I don't i don't care for it but um in case y'all don't know what we're talking about so starbucks has had quite an eventful week all right so not only are they permanently closing 400 stores in North America, including 200 in Canada. And that's also due to the impact of Corona. Yes, that, yeah. that's due to Corona. really corona. affected Corona Hella got stuff. them. Yep. Yes. Um, but not only is it because of that, but ding, 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 Starbucks then showed us their true colors, y'all. Okay. You know, they already had the incident about two, three years ago where those black men were, we're kicked out of Starbucks for just existing and being black. We already boycotted them then, but they slipped through the cracks and they have proved themselves once again. This week, they came out with a statement saying that they are banning their employees from wearing Black Lives Matter gear. Yeah. So basically on Twitter, an employee um, tweeted saying that, I know I may get fired for this, but I do think it doesn't make sense. It's unfair. And low-key rate high-key racist that um, Starbucks are against their employees from wearing Black Lives Matter gear. But the thing is that they allow for their employees to wear LGBT, you know, pride gear. So why can't we wear Black Lives Matter? And I guess the response she got from the, um, her manager was that, you know, it's a personal issue. But LGBT, too, it's, you could also say it's a personal thing. No, that's personal. And that's what I'm saying. It's like, <sighs> here I go politicizing things, but I have to do it. Um... You know what I mean? Like, let's be real. The way that the LGBTQ movement has moved has progressed that way because it is a white issue, right? And I'm not saying that... Um, it's not an only white issue. But but the way it's portrayed in the media, it's a white issue, right? Because when I when I think about black spaces and LGBTQ, it's a completely different struggle. It's yeah. a completely different nuance. Yeah. And I think that anything that is pushed in the media or in the agenda of America is because it's a white issue because yeah. white men or white women have this issue like that's their oppression that's the only way that they are oppressed in yeah America. because for lgbt it's white people that are in the forefront they're the one who's pushing for the rights you know they're the one that you see in the media you know not exactly to say, of course it's the lgbt community and the black community um you know trans lives matter all that everything matters but um yeah it's it's weird like why can't we wear black lives matter but then they did respond to her twitter, twitter post and they said that you're not gonna get fired and we're gonna allow people to wear black lives matter gear so what are we supposed to do with that information? 
Shit. What should I see? My thing is, quite frankly, I don't give a damn because y'all got to wear them aprons anyway. How about that? Um, you know what I'm saying? Like, you you are a company that, at the end of the day, still has a uniform policy, right? Like, it may not be like how we was at Mariano's with the suit and tie, but, <sighs> you know, it, it's, you still have to be, like, uniformed to a degree. You do, exactly. Um, so, if you don't want anyone to wear any personal matter, any ribbon, any whatever button, let it be that, that nothing is allowed, period. Don't allow one thing and not allow the other. Exactly. And if Starbucks was really about any action they talk about, what they would do is they would sponsor sponsor an after-school activity or a community organization in the black community. Okay. Exactly. That's well, what y'all would do. Speaking of corporations, let's get into Walmart. So as you know, when you do go to Walmart, there's certain products that are locked up in the case, okay? Where you have to call for a representative or a worker to come open up for you, exactly. right? And those typically are like black-owned, multicultural, you know, ethnic products, like hair products, skin products, Liquor. Afro, cocoa brown, Swishers. cocoa butter, you said what? Liquor, swisher. <laughs> no, they do that too. They think I don't peep that the cigarettes right. be out there, but the yeah. black and miles be locked up. I, I see it. I know what I, I know this. It's like the, it's tobacco. It's, but anyway, anyway, Walmart plans to stop putting multicultural products in lot cases. They said that they've received so many complaints even prior to Black Lives Matter. But it seems like this Black Lives Matter protest is really like pushing things, right? So now they said they're gonna, you know, open up the cases. I feel like when your rich uncle comes around and he tells you to go to Toys R Us and buy whatever you want, and now you're like, should I really buy whatever I want, or should I buy what I know my mama won't be mad at me for buying? Mm -hmm. That's how I feel with the Black Lives Matter. It's like, we have this moment, so should we just ask for everything, or should we like stay in the lane so that we know that it's accepted? Because uh, everybody, you know, it's like, I'm seeing people tweet left and right, like, my company is now giving us pay Juneteenth. You know what I I'm see. saying? Well, like, Twitter, the CEO of Twitter, you know, exactly. for his employees, Juneteenth is going to be a holiday. Exactly. It's so it's like, ooh, like, what can I ask for? Can we ask for, you know what I mean? Like, what are, what are the things I that think I ask, ask for? as much as everything. Like, we have the right. And even the concept that like, we have to ask for it. You know what I'm saying? The fact that yeah, it, has, but it has to be asked. It has to, like, put into motion. Like, oh, can we get this due to this protest? Come yeah, because... It is, I guess, our responsibility or whatever to like make it make it known. Like this, this is a form of reparation for me being a black person in your white corporation. Reparation ain't that a goddamn shame. But let's even talk about this thing with Walmart. So why do you think they lock up case, you know, multicultural products? Because black people use it and they think we steal. I think it's so A plus B equals C. Like <laughs> pretty much. That's that's and that's the thing. I think with this whole movement right now, it's just kind of like the irritating part is like. So y'all really want to sit here and pretend you just now learned about racism in the United States? Like, come okay. on. This is a new thing. Okay. Now you see corporations putting out, you know, their little notices and motions like, oh, Ooh. now we're going to do this. We stand Black Lives Matter. It's like, now y'all just woke up? You shaking the table. That's how I feel. Like, like, thank you for acknowledging what was in front of your eyes. It's. Pretty much, exactly. So I'm waiting to go to Walmart and hopefully those cases are unlocked because it is uncomfortable. You know, you have to wait for someone to come and open up, you know, you know. Okay. Y'all gonna hear this again. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, coronavirus is still going on. It is not over. I know it is summer. I know Black Lives Matter protests and everything going on. It is distracting. But this stuff is still real. 12 states are seeking, right? 12 states see rising COVID-19 hospitalization as um, Arizona, they asked for hospitals to activate emergency plans. So health experts have long warned about a second peak of COVID. 
And now uh, there's a rise in Arizona to tell hospitals to activate an emergency plan to really get this shit going on. Let's get this stuff over because I know everyone is outside. We think it's over, but it's still going on. It's so many other countries too. That's what I'm saying. It's like, I feel like, like people don't have like proper collaboration skills, right? Like, Obviously, Italy was the epicenter, and they were the epicenter before us. Hong Kong, I mean, Gansao, China was the epicenter before us, right? So it's like, what did y'all do? How did y'all move? What was the things? Like, I don't, I don't understand how we can't see some things and alter it maybe to our society. Like, you know, if, if we don't want to be like how exactly they did it, why we can't just say that's how y'all did it? This is what we need to do. I feel like it's obviously that we did not take. It's obvious that we did not take those precautions, those public health precautions, government precautions to help with this issue. Because let's even think about it. You know, with the um, initially. You know, they said that public transportation was like the main pool of how the disease spread. It makes sense. Everyone is on a train. They're, you know, cleaning the trains back and forth. But they never stopped the train. But when Black Lives Matter happened in Chicago, they, they stopped, just stopped the CTA. They stopped all transportation, they like at 6 p.m. Trains. You know, so it's like, I'm, I'm trying to understand, like, why wasn't this for, why wasn't this done for a health crisis? Because it would have made sense. I understand that some people, essential workers, do need to go to work. And a government, that's why they need to give us another stimulus check. If the okay? government was about it, send them little buses or vans y'all be sending out when it be snowing and y'all be rerouting. What are they saying? Like, that's the whole point of the jump train. When it, when it be closing a stop and they have the jump bus that take you from stop to stop. Talk about it. Like, that's the thing. Like, at this point, the, the government has revealed all their cards. Y'all printed money randomly. I now know that you guys give billions of dollar budgets to, into, the, police to the police. Billions. Billions. B. Billy. B. Meanwhile, education is dead. Exactly. So Poverty is dead. Let's cut the Homelessness is dead. Let's cut it. Cut okay. it. Coronavirus is there, but the police department, they get billions and billions of dollars. Like how? 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 It makes no sense. But also, still speaking of COVID, now, you know, Nigeria government, they have lifted restrictions placed on religious gatherings during this pandemic. So now churches, mosques, you know, religion, religious institutions, they're not open. Of course, they said that people should still obtain the social distances and wash their hands, blah, blah, blah. But I don't know how I feel about that just yet. I know Nigeria is a, it's a religious country, right? So, of course, it's like... And even before, you know, this whole restriction was placed, a lot of pastors, you know, a lot of imams, they're really against the fact of closing, you know, churches because of COVID. They thought that, oh, you put in COVID before God, you know? Mm. With, you know they're like, God comes first, you know? Why would you close the church and close the mosque? Like, we all need to worship God. But we could see worship God, God, God anywhere, you know, mm. anywhere we go. So, I don't know how I feel about this um, ban being lifted up. I, I'm not for it. I mean, I don't know what the numbers were in Nigeria to begin they're with. They're now up to like 10,000. Damn, that's not a lot. They're um, gonna, you know, in Nigeria, it's also hard to gauge... You know, with how our health system is, it really is hard to gauge, you know, how coronavirus is really going. To know how many people are truly affected. We don't know. I definitely, um, you know what? I'm team. This shit has disappeared. It's still out here, but it's disappeared. Because I'm I'm being 100% right now, and it's like not even conspiracist dummy talking right now. I'm just thinking (laughs) like, no, seriously, I'm just thinking logically. Okay, because like... So I'm a teacher and we just, we've been having discussions about how we're going to open school. And in my mind, I'm like, what the fuck? Like people be going to the grocery store. We've been protesting. People had their kids out protesting. Like it's so many other spaces every single day where, um, you know, if, if you weren't 
handling yourself with proper PPE, you're going to get that. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, how, how are we deciding that some spaces are not safe and some spaces are more? Like, what spaces are, are a bigger cesspool? You right, know what I'm saying? Like, right. how is the grocery store less of a cesspool than school? I guess with school, you, you're in a classroom and people are gathered in the same setting together. But grocery stores, yeah, people are all together, but, you know... For me, when I go to the grocery store, I see uh, some people in the aisle. I go to the next aisle and wait till they leave and go to that aisle. And I got my gloves on and I got my mask on, right? Mm-hmm. In school, you're sitting there for eight hours. It becomes uncomfortable to wear gloves for two hours. I mean, it I think that... to wear a mask throughout. And then with kids touching the plate, you really think kids are really going to... I think to that work. we can definitely, you know, modify it. But, you know, I say all of this to say, like, you know, if people want to get their congregation on, you know, if, you, you if you're willing to wear your mask, take your PPE, like... That's how I feel. I feel like everything at this point, just know that, okay, have your PPE. Wait, which one's PPE? Protective, proper protective equipment. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> man, you ain't, you ain't following the... I'm oh, PPE. You, PPE? You down with PPE? Yeah, you PPE. know it. Lame. <laughs> no, but seriously, like, yeah, I just feel like wear your mask, wear your gloves, wash your hands. Yeah, man. I don't know if Corona is not over, but I do believe that the media, of course, they're fabricating the stories. Of course, yeah. they're exaggerating. Of course, they're doing the most. But people still die from it. So. Hey, I seen a tweet. Somebody said, I can't believe believe Corona lost um, when they was up 3-0 to racism. That cracked me up. And that's sad, though, that's but it's hilarious. so real. Like, hilarious. Like, hilarious. Like, what? Anyway, Corona did lose to racism. It did, and that's why people forgot that it's Corona. It's like, wait, they're yep. killing our people. Uh, All right, um, okay. Let's next move on. in news, um, so some juicy thing. Um, B Simone, she's an entrepreneur. She's a rapper. She's in Wild and Out, and um, she's an author as well. And she went on Twitter basically saying that she does not want to date any man who works a nine to five job. Hmm. What are your thoughts on that? And Twitter killed her for it. Here's my thing. I think that people got to stop saying certain things out loud, right? Like, okay. I mean, I guess her whole stitch is manifest, whatever, whatever, whatever. But I think that... Um, you said manifest. You know, that is her thing. like saying Manifestation. Out, manifestation. And it's like, <laughs> I think that they're... Um, let me say this. I think the nine to five gets an improper stigma, right? Like, like niggas think like everybody working the nine to five isn't working like the, the lowest job on the totem pole. Like, technically, it'd be like... CEOs or CFOs of corporations that technically you I guess make, quote unquote, you can make six nine to five right like so like to me what I heard is that you just want to date somebody in the entertainment industry because you you can't possibly be well versed on careers and career paths and things like that and then say some dumb shit like I don't want to date nobody with nine to five give me a nine to five let me see your four hundred one k exactly Period. benefits sorry any like you know put us on your insurance okay somebody needs to have it okay okay <laughs> you know like. And not everyone wants to be an entrepreneur. Not everyone wants to be like, oh, I want to be a business owner. Like, if you have a decent nine-to-five job and you're happy with it, it's paying your bills, it's feeding you and your family. People have nine-to-five jobs that pays them six figures, okay? But, you know, she also did come on social media and she did try to explain herself. She said that what she wants for herself, you know, she wants an entrepreneur. She said that, you know, all her family members work nine-to-five. She's the only entrepreneur in her family. Mm. But basically, you know, she wants to create generational wealth, you know, and she believes that the only way to really make generational wealth is to work for yourself. If you do work for others, it's going to be harder. She does have a point, you know. I understand that if that is what she, if she wants for her lifestyle, that's fine. You're an entrepreneur, you want to date an entrepreneur, 
That yeah. makes sense. You're adopting one day a doctor because you do have similar schedules, you know, right, lifestyle. I get it. Right. Even with me, us being a podcaster, I want someone who is, you know, in a way in this industry. You I do know? want to create because I'm exactly. creative. Exactly. And even if, you know, this is not your main bread and butter, but, you know, you do have some type of interest, you know, you maybe it's a, a hobby or something that you would understand the lifestyle and what comes with it. Yeah. So I get where she's coming from. However, the way she went about it, it, it seemed like she definitely was placing a stigma and, you know, putting down men who work nine to five jobs. Because you can work nine to five jobs and make six figures. And make I think, more money than the rappers. I think Nick Cannon kind of, he kind of added a little fuel to that fire because he was the one who said CEO types only, huh? And I think that's what put the, oh, she only want a boss da, 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 out there. Because really all she said was like, I would like to be with an entrepreneur. Um, but I think that it, it just kind of like, I think also she really didn't do a good job of clarifying um, the stages of entrepreneurship because shit, we entrepreneurs. Okay. But I still have a nine to five. How about that? And, you it, know and it is the main bread and butter. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So I think that, you know, the assumption was when she said entrepreneur, she just meant somebody that like has enough money to not have to work for anything. Um, so it's just kind of like, you know, and I think also people people are also kind of like humble humble yourself because, you know, just last year you was a waitress or just two, three years ago you was a waitress. But I'm like, baby, I'm sorry to tell you right now, if you don't catch me while my bride price is at this level, once my bride price increases, you can't afford me, period. Okay. Like, sorry, I'm not going to apologize to that. I, I don't feel bad for her being like, I'm here now. I, I officially have a million dollars in the bank. If you can, if you ain't talking to me with six figures and don't talk to me at all, talk to me nice only. I, I get it. You know, I saw a little... um. What's his name? Tory Lanez. I, who, I think it was it Breakfast Tory. Club? He did a. But anyway, some interview he did. It was with Joe. What's his name? Joe, Joe Budden? Yeah. Basically, he said that, you know, women be tripping. You know, women. And we, let's be real. Women be instantly like, oh, buy women me this. Buy me this Gucci purse. Buy me this. And he said that. If you have to ask me to buy you this and you cannot afford it yourself, we're not in the same tax bracket and we should not have a conversation. And it's like. Okay, you got a point. No, that's period, though. And, but, but he was like, you know, if you're humble, you're not on that. Like, buy me this, buy me that. I ain't finna treat you that way. I'll buy you the right, wishy-purse right. you're asking. And, you know, it, it, make, it makes sense. It's like, you do want to date someone who is in your in a similar tax bracket as you. You know what I mean? Yeah. You want to date someone who's on your level or higher. Yeah. I, I want to I date somebody that's really on my mental plane. That's really where I'm at. You know what okay. I'm saying? Because I think that um, a lot of times with money, a lot of times as I'm learning opportunity is what brings money. You know what I mean? There's so many people that you may meet just off some random stuff that, that have it. You know they have it, but they just don't have the opportunity in space. Yeah. But if I know that you got it mentally, and like... You you, and you're working And you working towards it, right? Like you have that ambition, you have that drive, then I, then I know that it's something that we can match each other ultimately. You because know what I'm like saying? You, you can't meet someone that, oh, you guys are in the same field, you all have the same mentality, but if you're not a go-getter, you know what I'm saying? If you're not putting in the work, I'm sorry, honey. I'm not trying to suffer. Like, listen, no. I, I, I'm too cute to suffer. I can't be a man that he, he's not going to provide, that he can't bring anything to the table. Yeah, you got to bring something to the table. And I think, I think for real, what B. Simone was really saying that with men, you know, that's one of the things that ensures that at least you're bringing something to the table. Yeah, because, I get it. you know, we keeping it a buck. Sorry to men out there. A lot of men get away with like... Um, an extended phase of their lives of figuring it out. Mm -hmm. And women, we don't get afforded that luxury at all. Mm -hmm. um, especially because the expectation is that women will marry somebody that will take care of them. But the reality is, is it ain't it ain't so many caretakers out here. You know what I'm saying? It ain't that many caretakers out here. So, you right. know, we have a different drive. Yep. Carla said that, um, I am too cute to suffer. I need that on a shirt. You damn right. Yeah, come on, period. And I also do think, you know, also for other women out there, because when you do think about it, there are many women who do... 
you know, they always say, I'd rather want a hustler than a nine-to-five man. And I'm like, what, what is your definition of a hustler? Because mm-hmm. you, we are hustlers. We work nine-to-five, and you could also be a hustler. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times, some babes, when they say hustler, they want that fast money. Yeah, and I that don't do quick, that. That quick, quick money. And it's like... I don't do that. That's not safe, honey. I got that money y'all can talk five. about. Nine-to-five is secure, because you know that check is coming in every two weeks. And that's you know what I'm saying. Like, let's be real. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't have a problem with nine to fives. You know what I'm saying? Like, shit, be secure. You know what I mean? But <laughs> like, no, seriously, because that, that that's what yeah. it, it gives you a sense of security. Um, and I think that I think that she just what really made it bogus is like you really like two steps away from being a D-list celebrity and you talking loud. What do you mean two steps away? What what would you retire right now? D Simone. I mean, I said B, <laughs> D Simone. Okay. <laughs> Be Simone. So what would you rate her now if not D celebrity? I would have given her a C. C. Yeah. You know. That's not comes. We, we need to talk about the categorization. What makes an A, B, C, D, E, F celebrity? All I know is Drake is A++ diamond. All right. And that was it for B Simone. <laughs> All right. Um, so let's do some congratulations to Tiana Taylor and Iman Shumpert. Well, Tiana Taylor Shumpert and Iman Shumpert, they are expecting another baby. I know. I think it's going to be a boy. I, I, I would hope so. Just be cute. Um, Junie kind of burst that bubble a while ago, though. Junie told us on the live. She's like, let me kiss the baby. Oh, she and did. Tiana ain't saying nothing. She was just like, okay, <laughs> next subject. I and, know, right? Um, she did. She did. So, yeah, shout out to them. I love seeing black love, black married couples, like, thriving and family planning and doing whatever they want to do. Like, it's they're cute. And they do what they got to do. They do. Yeah. They so do. I wonder if they're going to bring back their show. Remember they had, like, a reality TV show about their family? Oh. Yeah, I wonder what it happened with that. It was pretty short. I do wonder what we'll happened see. with that. I do wonder. Um, do we have anything else for Hot Topics? I think Yes, I want to kind of shout out, um, you know, the, the fight isn't over, guys. So Black Lives Matter is in the full effect. We are still doing things. We are still organizing. Um, right now in Louisville, Kentucky, the Breonna Taylor law was passed, which means um, that is the law that is banning no-knock warrants. So the way that Breonna Taylor lost her life was through a no-knock warrant when the police bombarded their house and killed them. Those have now been um, done away with, so we're happy to hear that. But let's still not forget that those police officers the police officer has still not been arrested. Yes. And her boyfriend was yes. definitely charged for murder, yes. for shooting. The, the charges were dropped on him. They were dropped? They were dropped oh, on good. him. However, these police officers do need to be charged, so keep signing those petitions. Keep doing what you need to do. The fight is not over, and Black Lives Matters, male, female, everybody, trans, everybody. So please continue that. That's what the Amy, Amy Cooper law. The Amy Cooper law is a law that was signed in New York. That's basically the first law that is saying it is illegal to falsely call the police Karen, on a no more race, phone calls, um, Karen. Racial suspicion. Okay. Yes. So all the Karens and Susan and Bobs and Bobs and Adams. I just wanted to say Adam. <laughs> Adam. I'm going <laughs> in there, Adam. Um. Peter. Yeah. All of you guys. You know your day has come where you think twice before you call the police. Think twice. Think twice. We also have a plethora of cities painting their streets with Black Lives matter right so we already had that in dc where they mm-hmm. renamed the street black lives matter avenue which is also that street that the, um, the white house that the white house is on um and you know we also had it in new york i don't remember exactly which city in new york um but new york is the latest of states to yeah. paint the street black lives matter i'm feeling the governor of new york oh yeah i love me some cornwall 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 okay i feel I'm like i I feel like I'm too Cuomo. ghetto to say their name. I think it's Cuomo. Cuomo. Whatever it is. I like y'all. But shouts, I do like them. Shout I do out to like them. them. Um, um, real quick, I do want to mention, did you see the video of white celebrities when, you know, I guess they're taking accountability. Like, I stand with... I didn't see that. You didn't see it? Girl, you know, and, you know, they had like this gray filter and this like 
Oh my god, I feel Why so they use sad. Gray? <laughs> I guess to get emotions. Oh, <laughs> oh I don't see color. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> anyway, Black Lives Matter. Let's keep on talking. Let's keep on making those posts. Let's keep on making a change because I feel like this is really this is a this is a revolution is going on, you know. And I am really proud to say that we are witnessing this moment that yes, is going on. Yes, yes, um, yes. I also want to add that um, again, everybody everybody has a part to play. Everybody has something to do, right? Um, and that means looking in your community, calling your congressman. I will post that number again of the Illinois numbers um, of who you can call to get some stuff talked about to push some things call them say defund the police that you know i don't i don't feel comfortable that our police have 1.6 billion um worth of budget and we have schools closing every other day exactly um we, we gotta pay student loans you know the south side was destroyed fix it yeah yeah fix it i force yes. you to yeah so i'm gonna say you guys follow us um this is for our listeners on a podcast um we know we have listeners in different countries you know all over the world follow us Shit, it's, it's cross cultural it's global. <laughs> so basically, I want to say, follow us on our page, Cross X Cultural Podcast. We do post things about Black Lives Matter, what's going on. Follow us and do sign those petitions. You know, this is not just an American issue. This is a black issue. It's you know, issue. this is a global issue. This is a global, this is a public health issue. This is so much. It's a human rights issue. It's so much, you know. Um, so let's all stand together and make a change the little way that we can. I think that's what we have for our topics. We are the world. We are the people. We are the ones who make a better day. So let's start giving. Okay, all right. All right, you guys on live, follow the rest of this episode on on all social and digital platforms, all social medias. Make sure you follow us at CrossXCultured podcast okay follow our individual pages at damn d-a-m underscore i'm fine at erica mona it is e-r-i-k-a-m-o-n-a-a also follow my hair page mona's locks okay okay we shout out hair pages hold on follow me <laughs> um my hair page i sell bundles and wigs and stuff at hair care k-h-a-y-r co girl we better use ourselves to promote our businesses what she talking about period okay so let's get into our um to our main topic of the day um we are talking about sexual assaults and rape today this has been a really um serious thing that has been in the media recently for the past week or two and you know this is always a serious issue not just because it happened last week in social media but it's a major thing so we want to start off with what is the difference between sexual abuse sexual assault sexual harassment and rape because i feel like people tend to you know put them all together and mm-hmm. it's, it's they're different things so for sexual abuse sexual abuse is mainly used to describe behavior used behavior towards children not adults that's the term mainly used um for rape um the fbi issued a revised definition as rape for rape it is penetration no matter how slight of the vagina or anus with any body parts or object or oral penetration by a sex organ of another person without the consent of the victim. The revised law is gender neutral, meaning that anyone can be a victim. So men can also be raped. Sexual assault. Um, rape and sexual assault have been used interchangeably in coverage of events leading to the you know, Me Too movement and things of that nature. <clears throat> Excuse me. However, um, sexual assault is used to describe a range of criminal acts that are sexual in nature, from a wanted touching and kissing to rubbing, groping, and forcing the victim to touch the perpetrator in sexual ways. 
Sexual harassment, lastly, is a much broader term than sexual assault. It basically involves all three categories of impermissible behavior. So this shit is deep, okay? Yeah, it's not sure. just, it, it's deep, it's complicated. You know, I understand how some people can get confused, you know? Um, mm-hmm. I feel like men don't know what it means to sexual someone. You know, they don't yeah. know what it means to sexual abuse. And they don't even know what it means when they are, you know, a victim of that. Yeah, for sure. Are we still continuing? No, I'm the, done with the definition. Um, I think that the the big thing um, with sexual assault and rape and everything that goes into that is that we live in a culture of toxic masculinity. Yeah. Um, and that, that phrase gets thrown around a lot. I know about like, oh, men really be doing this, this, that, and the other. But I think men really need to understand that we live in a culture that does serve men, right? Like, yep. by men's wants, whatever men, men want or need or deem acceptable in that moment, that is the culture we surround ourselves with. Yep. So if a man feels like it is appropriate to... Um, tell his wife what to do and how to do it at any given moment. We live in a culture that has provided an excuse for that. That that right. says that this is okay because this part of a man or whatever, exactly. whatever, um, and so on and so forth. And we don't have that for women. Yeah. So when we talk about sexual assault and things like that, it falls into that because. A lot of the times we teach men that it's okay to go for what you want no matter who tells you no. We don't teach men disappointment. Mm. We don't teach men that at some point in your life you're going to be disappointed and there's a way to act with that. We don't teach men consent. Yeah, we don't don't, teach men consent. Like, you know, as you said, disappointment, rejection. You know, if a woman does not want to do something then she does not want to do something. It's okay. Let's even talk about the fact that how, you know, people believe that you cannot be raped in a marriage because that's already your husband, you know. You guys are one. Your body is his body. His body is yours. But he could still rape you. You know what I mean? If you don't want to have sex at a moment and he forces you, that is rape. Exactly, right? Because that the notion of that is that your, man, your, your husband owns you once he marries you. Exactly. You know what I mean? And... And and it's not talked about in the other way. It's never said that that's my husband, not mm-hmm. own him. Mm-hmm. So the shit that I don't want him to do, he shouldn't do. He shouldn't do. We don't talk about it in that manner. So I think that a lot of the time, um, in this day and age, I think that we we all see rape as very violent too. Um, and sometimes it's not as violent. It sometimes it really is like we already were having sex hmm. and we were in it, and at, at some point I, it stopped being being fun for me and then yeah, stop being and I being, said no but he kept and going and he kept going because that's what he wanted and what he needed he and and we're saying that you know when I say no it needs to stop and it's the same for men I think men think that they don't have a voice in that when you don't want to if you don't want to you also have a voice I've heard of cases of you know men will you know they say that you know um, a friend of theirs got them drunk you know or drug raped them and before you know it that they they wake up and see that the girl is on top of them and doing her own little thing wow yeah this and this happens to grown men Loki did Cardi B I was just gonna say Cardi B said she would she use a drug man and and steal their shit exactly so this is some real stuff you know and I don't want us to just focus on men but women also do rape and molest and sexually abuse boys and men I remember I do have some friends that you know they were in boarding school in Nigeria and they mentioned how they do have, you know, like their the housemistress, you know, or mm-hmm. the like the we call the the boarding person who's in charge oh, of boarding school, the housemistress, okay. you know, the person in charge. Um, that the housemistress would like touch them, you know, bring them to a corner and wow. jerk off their dick. Wow. Yes, yes, and it's like they're young, you know what I mean? Like you're a 12, 14 year old boy, and it's like, what is this? What's going on? That's uh, you know. And let's not talk about Nigeria because apparently, according to the media, Nigeria is fast becoming like the the capital of rape in Africa. 
um, there's this case that did happen that was all over social media two weeks ago. Um, it was the rape and murder of a young girl. Her name is Vera Omozuma. She was a she was a 22 year old microbiology um, student. Basically, um, she got attacked and raped. She was hit with a fire extinguisher by her rapist, by the Sicilians. Yes, and they raped her on May 13th. Sadly, she died 18 days later because she was in a hospital. Imagine being beat up and raped, you know, but they've not arrested the guys. There's another young, young girl that did happen, and this happened in her church. She is known that, you know, they know that she wants to be a minister. She's so active in the church. And even though it is coronavirus, she still went to church. And she was raped by many men, multiple men in church. That's and they saw her in a pool of blood. Oh, girl died. About it, this, this stuff, this stuff is no joke. So you know, thankfully, there definitely was um, some protests that happened. You know, justice for Uwa. You know, no rape. Um, you know, many people. You know, maybe they're arrested in the police station. Like police officers raped them. This thing happens all over by family members. There's another situation. There's a state in Nigeria where apparently uh, it's a serial rapist. He raped 40 women in Kano states. Um, and then I guess he has been arrested, thankfully. But the fact that that is able to happen to rape 40 men, I mean, 40 women, without any type of... Repercussion. Repercussion. And the police also said that um, an 80-year-old man, he was seen with a 10-year-old child in the room. Please tell me what an 80-year-old man would do with a 10-year-old child. That's disgusting. Please what? He's trying Please, to what? keep himself alive or something. And... Um, the point to say that this is a global issue, you know, um, rape culture is something that is very serious and we create many excuses for it. And as yeah. we know, people say, oh, she shouldn't have won that. There's an incident, there's a video on Instagram of a mother beating her two-year-old child. This happened in Nigeria. She beat her two-year-old child saying, basically the situation is that her neighbor touches a two-year-old child. She found the two-year-old child in the neighbor's room and the neighbor was, you know, put the two-year-old child on, her, on his dick type of thing. And he was beating the two-year-old girl, saying, why did she go and go to the man? She likes penis. Why did she allow it to happen? And, you know, people that was recording the video were saying that this is a two-year-old girl. What do you think she's going to do? It's like... Like, do you really think a two-year-old girl is going to know that this is not good? This. Let's not... Let's, and let's even be real. This is about the body. You know what I'm saying? I do have friends and know people who are sexually molested, you know? And after a while, after a while if it happens regularly, your body starts to respond to it. Mm-hmm. Now, your mind may not like it, you may not want it, but your body will respond to it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So for you to say, a two-year-old girl, what? With a grown man? And the grown man is not the one that, you know, is being recorded and being beaten. It is the two-year-old girl. So I'm thinking, what is going on in that mother's mind for her to put the blame on the girl? A lot of people be in denial um, about what they can control in the situation and what they can't control. I think that a lot of the time, um, or I would like to think in a lot of the time in situations where parents react to the abused instead of the abuser, it's because that they cannot control that that already happened to the abused. Yeah. Um, like I, 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 I can't do nothing about that because it happened and I was nowhere to be found and I was and I and I couldn't say anything about it. But in this moment I can say something about it. I can I can I can alter um a situation in my mind. And you know, to to me this is a really heavy topic to talk about because I like, you know, it just it's just so frustrating as a woman to always somewhat feel uncomfortable. Yep. 
Um, you know, even even just now, like I literally, I I, I stopped by the liquor store because you know we be drinking wine on this on this Dang. podcast. Sorry, you, you gonna be, uh, uh, I broke, I broke the floor. Why would you release that information? Sorry, y'all. Wow. You, we we I mean y'all Sorry, see we got mamas. <laughs> we, we we usually you know wind down as we speak, right? It's it's wine. I swear. Not all the time. We're not alcoholics. But continue. Anyway. um... <laughs> And to be there, and it's like the first thing I was thinking about is like, oh shit, I'm about to walk in here and I have these like shorts on, you know, and Man. and and it's, it's guys in there, and lo and behold, somebody did say something to me, and you know, it's like, okay, what's gonna be a good enough excuse so that he doesn't get super agitated to the point where he's annoyed, but you know, and it's like as a woman, we have to have all of these thoughts racing through our mind. You like, have to be guarded twenty four seven. Guarded, and then men be saying shit like, "Oh, you're not smiling, or you're not doing this, or you're not open, or you're not nice, or you're not you're you're diplomatic, and you're not friendly." And it's like because as as a woman, I can't. I have to protect myself. I can't be that relaxed. I have to protect myself. It's like as a woman, you have to think twice. Matter of fact, you have to think four times. Um, you know what? I one thing I don't like, especially in the Nigerian community, and this is not just Nigerian, but this is with rape in general. How people say, "Oh, she was raped because of what she wore." How sway? How? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, even if I'm wearing the shortest of skirts, of booty shorts, it still does not give you the right to attack me. If I'm and naked, rape you me. can't rape me. Like, come on now, because yeah. it also shows that you know that notion, that idea is false. Because, as we said, a year man with a 10 year old child, what is it that a 10 year old child, a two year old child, is wearing? Okay, two year old has not developed breasts, has not developed anything. Can I, I'm sorry to even be to be vulgar, but uh, can a two year old even get aroused? Aroused, Mufeso. Can a two year old get aroused? You know what I'm saying? So it's like, what's in a child? What in a woman? It's, it's, it's you having lack of self-control. It's you being deviant. It's you, yeah. you know what I mean? Being into those dirty things and being disrespectful and being a rapist. Like, I want the whole notion of, I even had a pastor, we're having a discussion, and he said that, oh, Mephe was a pastor's wife. And, you know, she was like, yeah, what they wear is what the cost is. Excuse me, ma'am. I used to, at my job, you know, when, um, before I started working from home, I was the type that I used to wear heels and skirts, you know what I mean? Cute, but also still, you know, conservative and professional. I would still have men at my job make comments like, mm, I see why they call you Mona. Yes. Yeah. So, and, and that's yes. A, and it's like, and, and I basically said it. I'm like, look at what I'm wearing now. Would this give you an excuse to rape me? To some people, it would. It would, because it's like, at the end of the day, when you rape somebody, it's the fact that you want what you want when you want it. It's, exactly. it's, a, it's a lack of discipline. You want what you want when you want it, right? Exactly. Like, like nobody is saying that, you know, people don't um, find people sexually attractive. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, sometimes it's like, oof, you know, if we, you had a, had a moment, mm-hmm. you know, this, that, and the other. But you have to know not to force it, not to act on that. It's to not the point your where place. It's, it's not your place. And, I, and, that's, and that's where we come back to society that we live in has given men a lot of those privileges to feel like whatever you want get that shit right um which is which is how it's become a market of it which is how we get sex trafficking you know what i'm saying that that's how it's become a market because we have a market of people that want what they want when they want it and they're gonna do whatever they want to get it the sex trafficking industry it is it's quite scary it really is really scary think about it because this is a worldwide global thing you know you see you will see uh, uh, some lady from the, the village of Enugu. You're going to find her in Italy as a prostitute. And she was sex trafficked. 
you know, and Enugu is like is a state in Nigeria. And it's like how, you know, you see random, I watch random documentaries where, you know, people legit, you know, people from, you know, African countries or, or what other country. And they thought that, oh, I'm going to this country to work. You know, I'm going to be an artist. I'm going to start my business. I'm going to get connections. And boom, you end up with some madame, you know, or, or some prostitution brothel, whatever, and you are their slave. And you can't go back home. You, you can't find your way back home because you still you owe them. The country. To them, they say, you owe me for your visa. You know, you owe me for your rent, for how you sleep. And they're in that situation for years, 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 and years. It's, it's quite scary. Yeah, we have the case with Centoya Brown that was very popular. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, even Alexa Sky, you know what I mean, who was who a popular Instagram model, is just kind of like, to think that she was really sex trafficked, and she just is like, well, you know what I mean? Like, to think about what that does to your mentality and your relationship with sex. You know, like, um, like as a woman... Uh, I'm not. I'm not saying what your relationship with sex should be, but it's also like it's it's sad to think that you never had a chance to decide what you wanted it to be. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, what if I I want it to be to myself, or I want it to, um, you know, keep that side of me not public or not out there, or you know, what if I just like to think that you don't have a choice in it is really disturbing to me as a woman as a woman that that had a choice. You know, that had a choice and, and, and exercised my choice in multiple situations. So to feel like, yeah. damn, I don't know what that feel like to have it taken from me. Yeah. But, you know, on the bright side, I like to say that it is good that, you know, we have social media, you know, education. You know, now women have voices. You know, now we could speak up. Now we could say, hey, this is my abuser. This is my molester. You know, hence the Me Too movement, which is a great thing, you know. Bringing out, you know, people on the spotlight, people who do rape people, who molest people. So recently on Twitter, you know, there are, you know, there are some pages where they do release pictures and informations of, you know, guys that do rape or molest, you know, women. There are some colleges that have specific pages for their college. Mm -hmm. And, you know, where whether it's a guy in a fraternity or if you go to a party or a guy that is well known on campus, basically exposing this guy so that, you know, other women can, you know, they, they could be aware, they could be careful. And some women do post their stories on how the situation happened. So I'm really happy for that because it's something that needs to be happening, right? We're, too, we're always, we've been in the dark so much for so long, you know, regarding rape and sexual assault. But at the same time, I do feel like some people definitely use it in a negative way. You know, there are people that do falsely accuse people from accuse people about um, assaulting them. For sure, I think that, that that that's a part of rape culture that we do need to talk about mm. more. Um, we don't talk enough about men that are falsely accused, especially especially black men, right? Especially black men at the hands of white women, right? Facts. And and that is something that's like. Um, you know, the, the the funny thing about rape is that it's so common and it's so, like, ingrained in our society. But, however, when we decide to acknowledge it, it is so damaging. Yeah. It has such this impact. And I think that we don't talk enough about how, um, you know, the, the, the court of public opinion really plays a fact. Like, the minute you see somebody is even accused of any sexual anything, um, it, it automatically becomes that person is guilty. Like, we don't get a chance to really see how it plays out or hear both sides or this, that, and the other. And I think as a consumer or somebody that, that sees it, it's hard to decide, well, who do I believe? Exactly, because we do see many cases of people who are in prison over some white girl or a woman saying, oh, he raped me, and he was in jail for 10, 20, 20 years, and then she comes out and say, oh, you know, it was false. I he mean, didn't shit, rape me. I mean, too. Right, and they release them, and it's like, 
how do you expect them to carry on with their lives? But then those women, I, they do need to be charged. You know, they do. I, that, 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 so. I feel like that's a major felony for you to lie. You know what I mean? To destroy somebody's life. I do have my. I remember my dad telling me a story. I forgot who he said it happened to. But the situation, you know, of this young guy that went to a party. Um, I mean, like, you know, a frat party, and, you know, he messed around with this white girl. Eventually, the white girl said, oh, she reported that he raped her. And he was like, wait, what the hell? I raped you. We, we did this together. We wanted to do it. You know what I'm saying? And then, it later on came out that, oh, she has a history of reporting people. That's sad. Of falsely reporting That's people. That's how that, that is how that case was dropped, you know? So, for women to do that... It's wrong. For what? For what? For what reason would you do that? Why would you like somebody raped you and you weren't raped? Because a lot, a lot of women also have an issue with, um, con- with acknowledging their sexuality. Ah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, some women don't want to say, like, I do like sex in, in, in multiple ways, in multiple situations. I'm open to this type of sex. I'm open to sex with this sleaze bag person that nobody said I should have sex with. You know what I mean? And sometimes the easy cop out is to say... He manipulated me into yeah. it. He forced me into it. He he did this, that, and the other. And I think for a lot of men that find themselves in that situation, it's like, how do they advocate for themselves? And I just kind of want to say the way to the best way to advocate for themselves is to um, to to have a predisposition of somebody that that wouldn't do that, mm-hmm. right? Like I think in that, in it, it's a lot of character witnesses in that in that sense. Yeah. Like I have to feel like, oh, as the person that I know, I don't think that that's how you roll. Hmm. You know what I mean? Not saying that, you know, men can do anything. Anybody I was going to say because sometimes... Anybody can do anything. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to say that. But I think that the best way is just to also... To just make sure that, like, you exhibit yourself as the person that would not and could not do that to the best of your ability. So that when this shit do come up, mm-hmm. if it come up, it's like you have you have more people that can attest to your character. What I would say, I would say that just make it easy and just make sure it's consent. You know what I'm saying? Because I know sometimes I could be confusing. Both of y'all could be drunk. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You y'all for each other, y'all dancing at the club, and before you know it, you know, and the heat of the moment, boom, 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 y'all do it. And then she may have a moment like, oh wait, I didn't want to do it. At this point, it's like, ask, do you want to do this? I, do you want me to put this? You know what I mean? Yeah. And you, if the girl say yes, my dear, that is the way to go. But, but the- if she's hesitant. Don't even bother yourself. Let's be realistic, though, right? Like, in all honesty, I think a lot of situations you have women who, you know, do things, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we was in the heat of the moment, and then maybe later you realize, like, damn, I wouldn't have done that if I wasn't drunk. Or, you know, or, like, damn, I low-key wasn't feeling like doing that, but he kind of, you know, he made me feel like I should. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, you have a lot of those hindsight is twenty twenty type allegations. Uh, it's complicated. So it's like, what do we do with those? Like, what do we do with... Because um, I feel like that's the, kind of the case with Russell Simmons. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, Russell Simmons has that documentary that's out, and even listen to his Breakfast Club interview, he kind of mentioned that, like, he was a victim of the culture that we were in. Mm-hmm. Where he's saying that in that culture, the way that I related with women was the way everyone related with yeah. women. Yeah, And it's just kind of like, I'm not saying that it was right, but I'm saying that that was the norm. And I like that. He did say that, you know, I'm not denying the fact that they probably felt victimized. Yeah. You know? But however, I believe that I did not rape anyone. You know? And he, he did say that he took, you know, I guess two or three um, lie detector tests, like three-hour-long mm-hmm. lie detector tests, you know? 
And it was 95% accurate that he did not rape anyone, yeah. you know? So it is really confusing. Because, you know, mm-hmm. I know as a woman, sometimes you, you, you may feel pressure to do it. Yeah. Even with this whole Me Too movement, people that want to be actresses and, they, you know, they feel like, okay, I have to sleep with my producer because she really wants to sleep with me in order for me to get this role. Yeah, and it's for like, sure. it's not what you really want to do, but you do feel the pressure. You do feel, you know, and it's like, okay, well, I guess I should do it. But would that be considered as rape or molestation? Like, what would one categorize that as? It's exactly. confusing. Exactly. And, and how do we handle it? How yeah. do we, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to be like, boo-hoo, that sucks. But how do we handle it after it's already happened? Yeah. I'd be like, after it already happened. Well, but speaking of that, let's talk about um, statute of limitation. So basically, when a crime is committed, there's a window of time that a state has to charge the perpetrator. The laws that determine this time frame are called criminal statute of limitation. But this, So this varies from state to state in America. Um, some states require that a victim reports the crime to law enforcement for the statute of limitation. Um, some states say you have to report it within three years. Um, or, you know, if you do have evidence in the database, in the system, and DNA evidence, and within that 10 year, in 10 years, within 10 years, it can be, you know, addressed, resolved, the person can be, um, you know, convicted of that nature. But it all depends state to state. So after a couple of years, it happened, it's like, you can't say nothing about it. You can't expect the person right. to be charged. So right. either you talk about it immediately or... And I get how that could be really... That's really challenging for someone who has been abused. You yeah. know? Because it's like... It takes... Everyone is different. Some people take them a month to really be able to speak about it. Some people take 10 years to speak about it. Yeah. So even acknowledge and be honest with themselves that this shit really happened. You yeah. know? I know that many people this Me Too movement... Like, when you do see... When you do see a fellow woman who was abused too and it so happens to be by the same perpetrator... You're like, okay, well, I guess I can speak up. Yeah, like I wasn't even though it happened, even though, do that. Right, even if, and it don't have to be a drunk or a party-related incident, you know? But the fact that somebody else speaks up or spoke up, it gives you the confidence, like, okay, well, let me tell my story. Even though it happened 10 years ago, let me tell my story. And I am for that. I am against, I don't like when people say, oh, it happened 20 years ago, 10 years ago, why are you talking about it? Girl, talk about it when you want to talk about it. Now, about how you go about it is what matters, because sometimes it does feel like, oh, are you really talking about this to really, you know... Put the person out there and to create awareness and to prevent people from going through this, or you're only just talking about it just to gain something, maybe to get some yeah. money. Like I don't know if I 100% agree with social media reveals in it. Like you know, I, I mean, I know that social media is a powerful, powerful force, but I feel that what is what is the action that's supposed to follow um, mm-hmm. for a lot of cases, especially like. Maybe when it's not somebody of influence, too. Like, it's kind of like, what happens? And I know it's all for awareness at the end of the day, you know what I mean? Like, to save mm-hmm. and prevent people. But it's also like, how far are you trying to take it? You that you came out. Like, are you comfortable knowing that this may never go anywhere, but I yeah. just said it just to let people know that this person is like this. Fact. And I feel like if you do want to expose someone, make sure you have facts and details. Don't just say, oh, the person, you know, molested me, boom, with just picture. Not to say you have to go into deep into details of the every moment, every situation that happened, but give a gist of what happened. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think it's old to, to people. If you're going to say that about somebody, you should have um, receipts. You receipts. Should. receipts. Receipts. I'm you sorry know. to say it, but you need receipts. You can't make that type of accusation without... A story behind and it. And let's be clear. What do you mean by receipts? Because sometimes you may not always have receipts. No, but receipts and like, tell me your, what happened. Tell, tell me what happened. Me, okay. Tell me what okay. happened. Okay. You know okay. what I mean? Like, tell me and describe it and let me know so that I know it's not just a story or you're just saying something. Because I, as I said, you know what I mean? Like, I have a lot of men in my family and I, and I relate with a lot of men and I just want to know. Like, I don't want men to feel victim both ways. Because men are mm-hmm. victims of sexual assault. Mm-hmm. And it's like, men can also be victims of... Um, 
blaming for for no reason. That's very true. Um, but y'all, this shit is real. You know, sex, rape, molestation, abuse, assault, whatever it is that you want to call it, everywhere around, you're touching somebody. Sexual harassment is another thing, too, you know? It doesn't have to be that you rape me, but if you're, as you said, you go to a store and you're just saying sexual things, that's uncomfortable. Or you're at work and niggas keep trying to hit on you and and give you their number. And you're saying inappropriate things. Yeah. Yes. It's uncomfortable. It's like, man, we women, we go through a lot. We do. Please cash up a woman $20. Cross X cultured, cash up us, okay? But yeah, basically, just want to say, you guys, um, just be aware. Women, you know, speak up, have your voices. Um, another thing, parents, some parents, they don't believe their kids when they do yeah. talk about that they're molested. That's, that's, that's one thing I don't fully understand. I don't get it how you won't believe your child. Uh, but please just protect yourself, protect your body, speak up, don't be scared. I know it's hard. I don't even want to say don't be scared because it's hard. Because you may be abused by someone who said they're going to kill your family. You know what I mean? Like, this thing is really serious. But, um, Let's just be honest beings and let people be. Shit. So that's it for our topic. Let's get into our music. Music like me lose control. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I'm sorry, honey. I'm sorry. But Barb's, I know you're a Barb. But apparently Nicki Minaj and um, 69, who's been released from jail, is making music. They have a song called Trolls. And it's pretty, pretty much number one in 14 countries. I'm sorry. It, it just looks a bit weird. It just looks weird that she's working with him. And then she posted a picture on Instagram. I'm sorry. She looks hella fake. Obviously, those boobs were redone. Let's she, be real. Looks, she looks like she's pregnant. Because even that stomach looks a little... The boobs were redone. She got the reconstructed. She got a up, you know, a, a uplift or whatever you want to call it. She's looking extra fake. I'm you sorry. Think that was a breast lift? Oh, yeah. Augmentation? Hell yeah. Because after, like, for some um, silicon, after five to ten years, you have to get it redone. You know? So it, it, when you look at old breasts, listen, I've been looking at women's body. Old breasts to new breasts. <laughs> Are you looking at she's girl, she's trying to look she trying to look at the picture. Wow. I, 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 I want to give this from a authentic point of view. Mm. But what do you think um, about her making music with um what's his name? With 69. Girl, that is some new titties, please. I thought she was pregnant cuz she looked a little Look, she looks pregnant here. Um I'm disappointed. Okay. I am disappointed. Why are you disappointed? And Nikki, because um, I think that Nikki, Nikki is having a Kanye phase. Oh, um, she is. She's having a Kanye phase, right? And the, and that phase being that Nikki really is just kind of like I'm Nikki Minaj. Y'all tried to kill me. Y'all tried to cancel me for so long, but fuck it. I am who I am, and at the end of the day, I'm gonna do whatever I want, and y'all can't cancel me. Period. Because I'm Nikki Minaj, mm-hmm. um, which is true in some, in some, in, 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 some. A, in a degree, right? Like Nikki Minaj is Nikki Minaj, and you know that she's still. She's already be her. made it. You know, she's still gonna if, be her. You know, you know a little I mean? bit she's canceled or so, but she's still she's, she's still Nikki she's at still, the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm disappointed because like I do look for moments for Nikki to show a different side of her. Um, and you know, I won't say like she's commented on everything that's happened. I was gonna say because you know we talk about how Beyonce, we, you know, we don't hear her talk about her rights or what she believes in. Please tell me what Nikki has. Nikki has said something. About. I will say this: Nikki has said something, but my issue is something about what. About the whole Black Lives Matter, she she's posted multiple posts about. Uh, yes, she has. Um, and on you, what her story? On Instagram, on on Instagram itself. I'll show really? you. Really? Yeah. Um. So Nikki Nikki Minaj. You said multiple. Yes, she's posted this. You she said posted, multiple. She posted stuff on her on her story too. Oh she really, did. girl? Yeah. She lied. No, I follow Nikki too. She she lied. No, she, she did. Lying. She did. You don't have to see, it, but she did say something about it. And even with this song, she said it's going to the Elf Fund or whatever. Um. 
My thing, but the, but hold on. If you're gonna bring up Beyonce in this, my thing with Beyonce is that we talking about Nikki right now. We no, but about you Beyonce. but you brought up Beyonce because <laughs> okay. you did bring it up. Um, my 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 difference in Beyonce and Nikki is that Beyonce uses it as part of her brand, mm-hmm. and that's it's not why, as authentic. It doesn't feel passionate. That's the thing. But neither have I heard Nicki Minaj. No, have no, any no. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But gone you, live. Or, but at least Beyonce went live. I be she did small video, live? not live, but she did small video where she was. That recording. was part of the YouTube 2020 commencement speech. No, we, bah, I'm talking about Black Lives Matter. I'm not talking about YouTube. Relax. I'm talking about Black Lives Matter. She went IG. You can tell she used the filter. Okay. Okay. That one, yeah. Yeah, but I'm also waiting for Nikki to do something like that. Nikki's not gonna do that. I'm and the reason you why, why I said that, you know, I'm you know, I'm also for I'm sorry for cutting you off, but you know, I'm for the fact that you know celebrities don't always have to talk about things. You know, they're human beings. Because I know when I become successful, don't expect me to talk about every other issue. You know what I mean? However. There's so many things around Nikki, the case with her brother, you know, and now this t- uh, this um, 69, whatever. It does kind of make it seem like, okay, girl, what's going on? What do you stand for? Mm-hmm. So it would be nice to hear her. And as I say, if you do, if you do have a public platform, you're a celebrity, no matter how you want to say, oh my God, and I want to live my life, blah, blah, blah. You, you still have that responsibility to use your platform in a positive way. That is my opinion. I am disappointed way. in Nikki, and I will keep reiterating. I'm, re- I'm disappointed because this is a, um, a serious moment, and yeah. I would expect her to kind of uh, stand in it a little more. I wouldn't expect that this to be. And it's so her soon with the back. 69. Yeah, thing. yeah I think. I, I mean, her and, her and Daniel, they've been friends since before, and you know. I know, but this small boy. Yeah, it's her, not like her, oh, it's her. friends of oh, we from New no, York. No, but, the but, but her and her and Daniel, I guess, hit it off from before he went to jail and everything. I just think that um, you know, again, Nikki's not young. She's not young enough. She for almost to excuse twenty. It. You know what I mean? It's she's not young enough for us to excuse. That's what I'm saying. That's what it is, and um, I I would want more from her. I'm really upset at her. I am a barb, and I'm a barb in a way that it's grown with me. But did you see her live at 69? Did I didn't watch it? Oh, I saw live. I saw it, but I saw the notification. I purposely didn't watch she it. She did talk about how you know she said this with the situation with 69. It is a legal case matter. It has nothing to do with music. Yeah, and she said how your favorite rap, your favorite rappers they all, all they also do have their own cases. You know what I'm saying? Whether yeah. it's drug related, gun related, whatever it is, they also do have their cases. So she's like, "Why is this one so different? What is different, you know, between you know, 69 and whoever it is that has some major?" No, I definitely, I definitely think that's facts to a degree, right? Like there to are a degree. Lot, there yeah. are lot, there are a lot of rappers and people out here that's like we just don't know the degree of their cases. You know what I mean? Like, but they have cases, they have shit, they've snitched, yeah. they do their things. There's a lot of people be like, you be in rooms with people that snitch, and it's like let's call a spade yeah. a spade. It's I a think because his own was so public. Yeah, and it was he public. Trolls a lot, too. Uh, and he's a troll. I you think I, I just think that me personally, my big issue is that. Um, it's not even about 69 like whatever you can handle that how you want to handle that that's personal that's your that's your association to the streets however um, I don't like that she's like oh I'm giving a portion of the proceeds to the bail project like if you're gonna be about it just be about it like I think that at the end of the day like Nikki does talk about black matters you know what I'm saying like Nikki does do that she's not like a fucking activist or whatever but like she does talk about black issues when she talks about it um, but I, I think that in this moment with things being so heavy, you know, I think that, um, you know, it could be better. But I do think, I do think that Nikki did fight for that. I do think Nikki fought for like, okay, well, I'm gonna give my portion to the black, to the bailout. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think like she just totally was like, fuck it. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
I think that she that was her contribution. I guess so. either way, it just doesn't look good, you know. Especially if she's not saying anything about it. But it is what it is. Everyone starts to do what they want to do. Um, next on the list, so Chloe and Haley, the beautiful sisters, they have released their album titled "Ungodly Hour." I'm, I'm not listening to the album, it. but I, one of their songs, "Do It," you know, the single. I yeah, love it. I love that single. I like. I've heard some songs. I haven't like listened. Listened. I like Chloe and Halle, and I think that we. I don't like get enough moments to really appreciate them, mm-hmm. but I like them. For who they, I've been following them since YouTube. Like I do remember when they were doing the Love on Top mm-hmm. cover and everything. It's cute. They got Beyonce posting. So I mean, that's their mentor. Yeah. Really, and, and I just like how I like how they're going about with their arts. And with them being celebrities. And they're actresses. I like them. And acting. you can still see that they're still young girls, too. You yeah, know what I mean? you, yeah. It's not like Bad Baby and them, where it's like, oh, rushing to grow up. You see them, you know, wearing this and posting yeah. this and acting like, oh, and you hear them, they're dating this, they fuck this, and, you know, doing crazy shit. Like, they're legit regular babes, you know, with from a nice, you know, family background, and they just happen to be talented. I like that. Yeah. Regular bad girls. I'm definitely for Hallie and Chloe and there's some black queens too. And they're cute mm-hmm. and they're like sisters. It's it's cute. I like I used to them. think they were twins actually. They they portray they're so close like in age. Twins. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, but yes, yeah, so that's that. So let's get into our TV. I don't know if you guys watch 90 Day Fiance. So basically it's about, you know, you have, you have a few, 90 days, you know, you have 90 days yes. with your fiance and for mm-hmm. you to apply for them to get their papers um, to come to whatever country you live in. So, you know, you see many people who date, you know, their partners in Israel or partners in Iraq or their partners in Nigeria. So there's this case with Yolanda. She is a white woman in her 50s and she is dating this uh, Nigerian man. His name is Uthman. But his he's an artist called Soja Boy. I I heard his uh, Breakfast Club, not Breakfast Club, that was uh, a Breakfast Club lip service interview. Usman, yeah, he's in America. No, he did it via Zoom. Oh, I'm about to say what? Usman <laughs> is in America. He's in America. You know, he's in a house with some man, and it's funny. You know, he tried to get out to wear hijab, and you know, be conservative, like to accept my religion and who I am. His mom is not for him to date her. Because she, she's of like, course. oh, she's a white woman. She's going to take you to America to become a slave. That's like her mentality. That's what she thinks. Damn. Yep. So basically, you know, with all this Black Lives Matter thing going on, Yolanda, and mind you, Youthman, he's a, young, he's a younger guy. Maybe like in his 30s. Youthman. Youthman. He's a younger man, guy. Um, but she called him the N-word. Okay? And of course, Instagram, social media went in on her. Why she call him a nigga, though? What was the context uh, of her calling him a I nigga? I don't know. She shot call. Do, is there a reason to call him? No, but I'm really trying to hear, like, what provoked her to call him a nigga? Girl, this old white woman, what do you think? I don't know. She he probably wasn't acting how she wanted him to she act. She just was out the blue like this nigga. Listen, I don't know the full story, but wow. it just came out. She called me and wrote Everyone was going in on her on social media. And she made a post crying, like, I apologize. I already said I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said it. Of course, white tears. White people funny. Yep. And it's like, uh, let's be real. It's for one night. You know, I've watched it and he, he, you know, he seemed like a nice guy. He's a decent looking guy, actually, to be honest with you. And it does seem like he's interested in her, but I beg, it's 419. Give him it's his fake. Papers, Erica, so he don't Girl, boo. I, I'm not even for, I'm not for him. I'm do sorry. Girl, boom. He, he wants that old white cooch, okay? So he no, go, no, go stay with her. You but, said that old white. Okay, but um, that's pretty much you guys catch up with 90 Day Fiance. Um, another thing, Yvonne Orgy, she has her HBO comedy special. I have a critique. Oh, let's listen. Um, so Yvonne, Yvonne, Yvonne. Um, I think that as a comedy special, it wasn't cohesive enough for me. Mm. Um, I think that she didn't 
take the mo- the moments of being Nigerian and put it in the right way. She tends to be all over the place. Yeah, she's all over the. She she thinks comedy is just like um, outrageousness. Ah. But it's not. It's like be fucking funny. Have a have comedic timing. Like do that shit. It's funny because I don't mind her as an actress. Like I love her as Molly on Insecure. Oh, she does great. But um, no, like as a as a comedy. Also speaking on a cross cultural front, I don't like how she represented um, Africans and African Americans. I think that she did a caricature of both of both cultures, which mm-hmm. I've never seen like somebody take a caricature of both. Oh, okay. Um, and I think that she she spoke about both in a very stereotypical, ill-mannered way mm. um, that I wasn't necessarily a fan of. I wasn't a fan of the the point. Like, her going to Nigeria was supposed to mean something, and I and I felt like it didn't mean anything what did in she the say? special. She just went to Nigeria, and she was just showing her parents. And it was just like, it was like she tried to add them into the comedy special, but it was stupid. But don't, you know, comedians, isn't it basically like caricatures and just, you know, saying stuff and making yeah. fun of situations? she just didn't tell the story. I think that most comedians, especially when they have specials, they're telling a story. And right. she didn't tell the story well. So was it like she made us an opportunity to be like, to make jokes? Yeah, like, like Yvonne got a bunch of those jokes that be in like, you know, I think that Yvonne also is speaking from an old standpoint. I think that she needs to acknowledge that, um, uh, the the American and African and African or Nigerian whatever dia- diaspora American that you fall into, mm-hmm. I think our relationship has changed because of social media. So we there's so much more that we're aware of of each other's culture. Right. So some of those jokes don't ring off no more. You know ah, what I'm saying? I see what you're saying. You know what I'm they're saying? They're not that like, funny no more. They're not that funny no more. Like all that African booty scratch, all scratcher. that goofy shit. Like nigga, we we didn't talk about that. We had an agreement that like that was then. This is now. You know so. That's how I feel. I feel like Yvonne, Lovey, all them bitches don't really understand what it is to be cross-cultured in 2020. I feel that. I need to watch. I've not watched it. Um, next on the list, Netflix grows in Nigeria. So a multi-title deal with producer Mo Abudu, which I love. She is the founder of Ebony Life TV. Um, so basically, this deal has made history. It is the first African and first Nigerian production company to sign a multiple deal with Netflix. So over the next few years, they plan to produce two major titles um, of films. The first one is The Secret Lives of Baba Segi's Wife. Hmm. Oh, I can't wait. And then, the, and that was, um, it's produced and written by Lola Shonei. And another one that they're going to do is Death and the King's Horseman by Africans, Africa's first Nobel uh, laureate professor, Wale Shoyinka. Wow. So, you know, Wale Shoyinka, he is one of those top people in Nigeria when wow. it comes to art, it comes to writing, it comes to poetry. He is that. He's even an activist himself as well. So I'm, I'm super excited. I think this is this is great. You I'm know? definitely excited. I, I do be trying to catch all those African movies, those Nigerian, those Ghanaian, those yeah. whatever. I, just, I hope that, you know, they tell the story authentically, you know, because that's one of the things that I feel like as African storytellers, as writers in the media, we want to tell our own stories, right? So yeah. now that we have an opportunity to have control all over the narrative, let's do it correctly. Let's not just do it to be like, oh, we want to be westernized and we want to like you know entertain white people and yeah no let's tell our stories like even if they don't like it that's fine let's let's tell our stories because they've told our stories for so long already it's time for us to speak our own voice and our you know speak our own truth and stuff period so i'm excited for that um we want to take a moment to say rest in peace to jazz waters um that is an african-american woman that is a writer on shows like This Is Us, she's written on VH1 The Breaks, um, and, and a host of other things, but she's most notable right now for writing on This Is Us. Um, she killed herself 
Um, mm. It was a suicide by hanging, which is super, super sad. It's a lot of people in the industry that are, like, really upset and really, um, you know, distraught at this news. As young black women in the industry, we are distraught just to hear that somebody um, that broke it in the industry that made it um, wasn't happy. Yeah. You know, wasn't yeah. happy. And we just want to take a moment to acknowledge her life and her work. So rest in peace. Um, okay. We, girl, we looking forward to our load of the week. Damn, we did skip we right did skip. through it. Okay, so let's do all let's of that. Let's play that real quick. Y'all know what it is. An Alodo, somebody who is a dumbass, stupid, makes poor decisions, comparable to a donkey. Alodo, Rabata. Woo! <laughs> so who is our Alodo? Our goofy-ass Alodo of the week is Terry Crews because for some weird, stupid-ass reason, Terry Crews think that if black people promote themselves, it's black extremism. Mm -hmm. So what he said on Twitter is that any black person who calls me a coon or Uncle Tom for promoting equality as a black supremacist is a black supremacist because they have determined who's black and who is not. Okay, and then we have people like Tyler James Williams, who played Chris on Everybody's Hates Chris, as well as Godfrey, trying to tell this stupid-ass nigga, like, yo, <laughs> you said stupid -ass he is a dumb-ass nigga, like, yo, like, you really going to the left with it, this is not, this don't make sense, you know what I'm saying, everybody's saying that, and he's talking about, you know what I'm saying, I agree, I'm not discussing white people here, they are the, there are gatekeepers of black I don't understand that part. within our own community who decide who's black and who's not. I have often been called out for not being black enough, how can that be? And I wonder if because his wife is mixed. Honestly, Terry Crews is mad because niggas said he act white and he black. That's it. He he has the resentment of a of a black kid. Maybe that, he's not fully accepted. That, that, black. Yeah, that maybe exhibited some aspects of white culture that was teased. Maybe about nerdy. It. I don't know. Fuck. Like I'm really trying to think if that because you know he was he was a football player. You know that, right? Yeah. He was for in, 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 in high school, college. I feel like, I think he low-key played in the NFL for a very uh -huh. short period of time. So, like, you know, I mean, not to be stereotypical, but, you know, I like to think that you be an NFL player. You you, you got babes around you, you know? Um, I, I'm, I'm really wondering if it's because his wife is mixed as to why he feels like he really has to represent or speak about whiteness or whatever the case may be. But I do like how Garfrey mentioned that there's no such thing as black supremacy, that it is a tactic that racist whites use to counteract our rebellion to their horrific treatment of us. It's called gaslighting. Black pride isn't anti-white. And he's obviously getting that confused. And it also it shows with the whole, uh, what's her name, Gabrielle Union uh, and America Got Talent, yes. the way he was so quick to be like, that wasn't my experience. So now you have to think about it like, okay, is there some little complex going on there? You know, where you feel like, you know, you want to always be the voice for the white man or you want to always understand the white man, let them know that, hey, I'm not fooling, I'm not against you. No, to me, it's a complex of black people be be shutting me out as a black man so let's talk about it that's okay. to me it's like he feels like he's one of those black people that was never fully, fully accepted, accepted as mm. like black because maybe he speaks properly or maybe he hung out with a bunch of white people mm. or subscribed to white culture or whatever and it's like you know the fact is black people we do gotta stop shutting out black people Facts. for you know not always being interested in typically black things right like right. they still black at the end of the day they still have a black experience however Terry with your goofy ass mm. 
there's no such thing as a black extremist because at the end of the day, if we are combating white supremacy, that means we are fighting for equality because whites already believe they're supreme. So us fighting for our own equality and our own seat at the table is not us trying to supersede them. It's us trying to say that we are as equal as them. And that we've had enough. Exactly. So this is a goofy ass statement. You need to stop talking on social media about black issues if you don't know how to handle them. Come when when we when we as a black community are ready to talk about our shit within our community, make your voice heard, say your piece. But outside of that, right now we fighting white people, and you clearly cannot be a part of that. Sit down. Okay. Period. What's your Girl, what's the what's the dummy word of the week? Yeah. So I have a word of the week instead of black excellence. You know. Um. So my word of the week is continuity. Um, and continuity is essentially the idea of continuation of starting something and continuing with it. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that has been in my mind, especially during this quarantine time and everything, all this time that we've had. For me, it's the idea of we all maybe start things or say things or have these ideas, but it's about finishing it and seeing it through. And, um, you know, understanding that we might have started at this point and we might have stopped at this point, but it's never too late to pick up and keep going. I like that. Um, so that's just kind of the thing. My word of the week is continuity. continuity. Keep going, don't stop. I like that. I think that's pretty much it that we have for our hot topics and our topic for the week. And we're going to end with a quote. Basically, the quote is by Marina Watanabe. It says, Rape culture doesn't necessarily mean that we as a society condone the act of rape or think that it's good. What rape culture does mean is that we normalize rape and we make excuses for it. We blame rape survivors for their own victimization and we tell women that because they didn't behave or dress in a certain way that it's their own fault for being sexually assaulted. Okay? Get it together, people. And remember, Black Lives Matter. And this is Cross Cross Cultured.